This episode is brought to you by our friends at Milwaukee Tools. Outdoor power equipment gives you the power to clear, cut, and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rick's. Rick's is an Australian lifestyle brand founded with a mission to transform the eyewear industry by creating carefully crafted eyewear that inspires confidence. Everybody should be able to enjoy a touch of luxury and the confidence it brings. See the world differently today. Head online now at rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. Well, Benny, welcome to the podcast, mate. This is the first one. I've released a couple, but I pre-recorded in December because of JK, the great man's wedding and Bucks party and, you know, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Mate, this is the first one of 2023 and it couldn't be a better one. We've got the Osmerican Aces is literally set up for a bloke like you, an Australian in America doing amazing things. Um, your story is elite. I can't wait for everyone to listen to it. I'd love you to, before I get into this hat, because I want to know what's going on here. Uh-huh. Can you tell everyone about your role at the Mavs at the moment, um, what you do day to day, and then we'll go back and then we'll get, we'll get back to there at the end. Absolutely. Well, Tommy, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to be here. This is, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is a first for me and I'm, I'm excited to, to share my story and, and, uh, and share it with you and, and, and your listeners. So thank you. Uh, director of Mavs Academy. So with the Dallas Mavericks, this is my eighth season uh, with the organization. And, and my role uh, essentially is to oversee all camps, clinics, everything in the community uh, regarding the youth uh, of DFW area. So that, that is, you know, exciting for me, you know, obviously uh, we may get into it, but when I was much younger growing up in Bendigo, I was involved in, in, in coaching and, and being at camps and overseeing some camps. So where I am now and doing what I'm doing with the Mavs is, is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and really for me, you know, the impact, what you can give back to the game that has given me so much. It's where it all starts, isn't it? Like I remember as a kid, I mean, I, as I said, I've got a footy background, but they'd come into the community, you'd meet a couple of players even uh, NBA, I like NBA, it's just like NBL. I remember Gazy and mm-hmm. Brad Key, they were down there. Um, the the Tigers boys down at Sunbury where I used to play basketball as a kid. And I still remember the clinics and the you know, half court shot for five bucks and all those little <laughs> things you just never forget. So it is pretty cool. Um, talk to me about this hat. And we we're just having a discussion off air about the logo. We think we should bring back the old school. You've got this in front of us. There's a lot, there's a, there's a special meaning behind this hat. Um, do you want to tell everyone about the story, which is pretty crazy, really? It really is. Um, but you know, the, the biggest thing about, about the hat and I, and I share this story with, uh, with the groups that I, that I talk to because, you know, it is, you know, where am I now? You know, am I meant to be here or, or is this where I am meant to be? So, you know, for me, uh, you know, a true believer in, you know, the law of attraction, you know, the, the universe works in mysterious ways. So, uh, when I was 12, Tommy, I was playing for uh, for the Benigo Junior Braves uh, at the Bulline tournament. So it was under fourteen tournament uh, in Bulline, and and we had a pretty good team, and we ended up winning the winning the granny and of the tournament. And the the MVP prize uh, or award for that particular tournament was this Dallas Mavericks hat. Now this hat now is thirty two years old, and obviously it meant a lot to me at the time, and 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 even more so now. Why? Because as this 
story unfolds of uh, receiving the hat as an award when I was 12 to getting a chance to come over to the US to play college basketball. It's in Texas. Um, you know, I meet my girlfriend and now my wife uh, at uh, school at Stephen F. Austin in East Texas. She's from Dallas. So now we're moving closer and closer. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it really is. And then uh, to finish my college career, uh, was at Texas Wesleyan University in Fort Worth, so now part of the Metroplex. Uh, and then obviously having success uh, at Texas Wesleyan uh, put me, excuse me, put me and the team on the map here locally and got invited to, a, to the Dallas Mavericks Summer League tryout in 06. So here we are. So from the connection, you know, way back 32 years ago with this, you know, now it's old school, but back then it was the oh, school. It's, uh, it's still it's the school. Yeah, it's an amazing story. It's, a, it's amazing how that was put in front of you and now here we are. Um, you're eight years in, like you said, at the Mavs. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And not only, uh, you know, going through, but like you're, you're a superstar back in the day the, and there's a story behind the championship game. You, you might have finish the game in style. Do you want to touch on that one? Because we might be able to get some footage up here. I definitely will. Um, you know, it was it, that was, uh, you know, a very exciting time. But uh, so leading into, you know, it was my senior year at Texas Wesleyan and so and my last year of college basketball, but the, it was always the what's next. Like what is going to happen next? And uh, we had a really good team and we were playing in the conference tournament and we were the second seed going in. We were playing against the seventh seed. So, and it was actually at their uh, their home campus, their home gym. So, you know, that didn't help too much. But <laughs> it turned out we ended up losing the game. And so we lost by one, um, which wasn't meant to be, obviously, based on our regular season that we had. And, you know, I find I find myself and our team, obviously, we leave and, you know, we stop off at, um, you know, the fast food restaurant locally there um, here in the Metroplex. And I'm sitting in the you know, in the gutter with my, you know, hand, hand, head in hands. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what's next. Like I have no idea what I'm, where I'm going to go from here. The ultimate goal for me, um, really at the age of 15, I played many sports growing up, but, but football and basketball were huge, like really, really into both. And, and my, uh, my dad played and coached, my brother played all the way through to seniors, uh, in the Benigo area. So, uh, including Pioneers, That's, that was a big deal for him. But so we had football and basketball. And so at 15, I decided that's it. I'm going to go in the direction of basketball and and I'm going to do all I can because the ultimate goal for me was to play uh, professionally in Australia, to play in the NBL. That's all I wanted to do. And and whatever, however that path went, wherever it took me, you know, whatever obstacles were in the way, I was willing to do all I needed to do. So at this point in time, um, Tommy, I'm sitting there, you know, like I said, head in hands and I have no idea what's next. It was really – and that's really the first time in my life of the unknown. As things work out, you know, we talk about universe, we talk about how things work um, and how much hard work, you know, you put into something to get it, to get something to come back at the right time. Yeah. Well, it did. We got an at-large bid. So we got an at-large bid and Texas Wesleyan is in the NAIA. So we were NAIA Division One. And, and we got the at-large bid. And, and so that, that was based on our regular season, which was, like I mentioned, was a good one. But we go into the 32-team tournament, you know, the national tournament in Kansas City, uh, t- ranked 27th. Wow. 
And we're like, okay, well, we've got a chance. So a, a couple of days went by, but now I know what's next. This is what's next. And it's almost a somewhat of a second chance. It's like, okay, you didn't, you didn't do what you were supposed to do here, losing the first round of the conference tournament where you should have, uh, but here we are. So we arrive in, in Kansas City. We're just, uh, you know, we're 27th ranked, you know, team in the tournament. We're like, okay, we'll just see how we go. We rattle off five in a row. Wow. We go on a, you know, a bit of a heater. And now we're in the national championship game. Okay. So, but this is, this tournament is, if you get that far, it's five games in six nights. So we play four games in a row to get there, four nights in a row. And then we have a day off. Obviously, there's a rest, <laughs> rest day between. <laughs> uh, and then we played in the, um, in the, uh, in the uh, national championship game. So we made it. We're, th- we're here now. Uh, played against Oklahoma City. And as the game is unfolding, it's close. We have a good first half, got a good lead. Uh, and then it comes down to really the final two plays. And what's really key on this is, you know, how you can, you know, how you got to let things go very quickly in sports. So we had a, you know, we had a possession with about um, uh, probably 15 seconds left and I turn it over. So now I'm the reason why we don't have possession anymore. They have possession the game is tied at 64 at this point. So now I've given the ball back. Me, I made off my foot or went out of bounds or something. Uh, up until that point, I had a really good game. Yeah. And so it's funny how these things work out. Uh, so they come down, final possession, drive, it's tied. They're just looking to get something. Uh, it was about seven seconds left. Actually, 6.8. Yeah. <laughs> I love the detail. It's about the little things, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And, and, so, uh, uh, and so we foul them. So now they go to the line for one-on-one. Makes the first. And at this point, which was a, a huge key in visualizing how this is all going to go. So we're now down 65-64. Okay. They're at the free throw line for the second free throw. Coach, their coach, moves their rebounders off. So we have four of us. One, two, three, four around the key while they have a free throw shooter, but they move the rebounders away. So, and as the story unfolds, that, that's a really big deal because he misses the front rims, the second free throw, comes to me, like straight to me. I just step in. No, there's no one to contest it. I just step in and get it. I'm going down right side, you know, five, four, three, two. Here we are. Like, like, <laughs> what we dream of. You're in the like you're in the moment now. Like here we are. And like I said, five, four, three, two, and let it go. Pulled up, scrambling, teammates are running everywhere. Um, but I knew exactly what I was gonna do, and that was to shoot it. It was on me. I got it. And let it go from about 27, 27 feet and wow. Wow. That is special. We win 67-65. Oh, big. National champions. Um, I mean, obviously for the school, for the city of Fort Worth at that time, this is in 2006, uh, was amazing. It was really amazing. And uh, so within a space of, you know, 10 days, you know, you've gone from, you know, head in hands, not knowing what's next, you know, the old zero to hero. Unbelievable. In in 10 days. And so – so as, as it continues, you know, what's next for me now? Uh, so obviously you get put on the map here locally, you know, um, and a great story about how I got invited to go to the, to the Summer League. 
Um, and then, then back home, you know, some, there was some attention on that uh, from uh, NBL teams, in particular the Perth Wildcats and, and Scott Fisher, head coach at the time. Um, so now all of a sudden it's like, you know, hit, wow, you know, this is, this is the what's next. There is a what's next now. Yeah. And, and so uh, a couple of days later, uh, post all celebration, things have settled, I get a chance to go to a Mavs game. So I'm sitting five rows back, uh, not too far from where you were sitting yeah. a few nights ago. Premium seats. Premium <laughs> seats. Tell me you know all about that, where you were sitting. So not too far from there, uh, behind the visitor bench. And, and all of a sudden, uh, GM at the time, uh, Donnie Nelson, comes, you know, moving up the stairs towards our row and looks over and says, are you the Aussie? <laughs> and I look up and I'm like, Yes, <laughs> that's me. It's me. Uh, you know, had our championship T-shirt on and jeans and, you know, running shoes. And I said, my goodness, and I knew who it was. And I said, uh, can I get a photo, you know, can yeah. I get a photo with you? And back, you know, back then it's the little. Nokia. Yeah, the little <laughs> digital thing. You know, and I said, uh, you know, can I, um, can I get a photo with you? He goes, you know what, just bring it with you. You're coming with me. Wow. So I get up, uh, you know, I've got a, a couple of teammates, former teammate and uh, my girlfriend, Aaron at the time. And, and, and I wander down, he takes me back, you know, down to the practice court. And, um, and at that point, uh, he, he has some, uh, you know, business partners he's showing around, which is the, um, you know, behind the scenes of the Mavs at the American Airlines Center and the practice court, locker rooms, et cetera. And we get down there and he's got, you know, obviously a group of, uh, group of people with us and, he's, and he gets a ball off the rack and goes, at this point, I, obviously I knew. He goes, yeah, go do it again. Oh, wow. So I dribble, get past half court, take a few, two, three dribbles, see the NBA three-point line. <laughs> Tommy, I let it go. Wow. In? It went in. Oh, that's and there's chest bumping, strangers, <laughs> fist bumping, everyone's losing their minds. so good. It was in. unbelievable. Yeah. And, and so he, and we go upstairs in, the, in the Donnie's office there and, he, and, he, and he's talking to everybody, looks, sees everybody, and I'm just sort of standing there just like still just wow, blown away. And he says, um, what do you think? You know, should we give, give this guy a, a chance at the, at the mini camps during the summer? And I was like, and I knew what that meant, obviously, leading into the summer league. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, and they're like, yeah, you know, they just saw, yeah, regardless of whatever happened, they don't really know the, probably the backstory, but yeah. I just made this shot yeah. that he put me on. <laughs> Everyone loves you already. Yeah. Go do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and so it all, that's all, how that all that's came about. So it was amazing. Cool. He walked me back down the event level area and said, all right, we're good here, and you head back to your seat and we'll stay in touch and we'll see you in the summer. So... Special, Amazing. Is, and those stories—they're just—it's incredible. I mean, you miss the shot. Do you get it? Do you get the contract? Who knows? <laughs> the opportunity. I mean, like yes. Oh, absolutely. And it's you know, it's the you know the, the grind, the hard work, the everything that goes into it. Um, you know, you know, it's it, it's the eventual. You know, yeah. it's eventually it's going to happen. And lots of times. You know, you get to a certain point where I've worked so hard or this is, it's nothing's really happened or, or to, you know, to the point of, you know, we lost in the first round of the conference tournament that I referred to and it's like, well, I, I guess I could, this could be it. I could just, you know, head back to Australia and or stay here locally or whatever it may be and, you know, you just never know. But, you know, it's all, you know, 
well, like I said, things, true believer in things happening for a reason and all things come around and they, you know, say, hey, you know what, you put some work into this thing. Let's, let's reward you here. And at that point, it, the reward was just an at-large bid into the tournament. Yeah. And then, so there's your chance. What you do from here is entirely up to you. And, you know, and here we are. So good. And there's so many lows in sport. Like people mm-hmm. obviously talk about the highlights, but – I mean, it's just great. When you get them, you've really got to celebrate them. And when she rains, she pours, doesn't it? Like it just goes <laughs> whack, whack, whack. It's, you wait so long for a highlight, but there's always those little sliding door moments. And So true. Um, we'll get footage of this. We're going to get footage of this and to. play that over you talking because uh, it, sounds, it sounds special. Did you celebrate pretty hard? Like what was the celebrations like winning the national championship? Like it must be special. You know, it was. And really the celebration started when we returned to campus. You know, it's, yeah. uh, and we busted, you know, it's, it's you know it's a little different in NAIA, so we busted back. It was a nine-hour trip south from Kansas City back to Fort oh, Worth. Wow. Oh yeah, so that was the next morning. We got up, and you know you're still on a high. And then I see the front page of the uh, sports on the local newspaper there, and there's a picture of me and my teammates embracing as I'm, you know, as you do. So good. Oh my gosh. And so uh, yeah, so then when we got back to campus, that was the big one. So we put it was a obviously a long drive, nine hours. We left early, sem- somewhat early morning the next day, and um, and we get back. And we went, didn't really know what to expect. Did anybody really know? I mean, things were a little different in yeah you know, in 06 with regarding communication and no social, social media, yeah, not yeah. much. So you really didn't know what the what the reaction was going to be or the excitement or whatever when we got back to campus. But my goodness, we got back. We had thousands of students waiting outside the gym. Just high fiving. We had the trophy and the net, and and I still have one of the nets today. Oh, you know, cool. over my jersey that I have at the house. And so, yeah, that that was that was special to be able to share it with everybody once you got back. Obviously, when when we're there, it's exciting and everything. But um, yeah, when you get back and you just and then we hear stories of, you know, we're in the you know downtown Fort Worth and you know Sundance Square and you know. Asking, you know, uh, can we change the TV here? Can we? Just, oh, what's? Oh, my school's playing, and they're trying to find it, scrambling. You know, is it on? You know, yeah. all that type of stuff, and and to hear these stories of seeing it, living it, reacting to it, um, was just, and it's amazing. And the really, and in celebration and, and continuing on, you know, the, our team, as you can imagine, the team is so close. Yeah. You know, we've recently had a reunion. Oh, that's special. Which is wonderful. Yeah, you get back to campus and we had, I think all, you know, it was unfortunate, but all, but, you know, one of the team members, uh, you know, had other commitments, couldn't make it, but that's okay. But, I mean, my goodness, we all came back and and just got a chance to share again. And and then you see, you know, what happens with, you know, the, the success of the team, the program, you know, moving forward. Uh, they had a chance to win. Wesleyan have won it again in, in 17. So, you know, it's it's the success that, that you had when you were there, but then it's it's you know the legacy of what you leave behind. But what happens next for the school with whether it's an upgrade to the gym, uh, you know, simple things as the sound system and the lighting helps with recruiting. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you get a chance to go on and um, yeah, like I said, and it certainly opened doors, you know, back in Australia and and with Perth and I got a chance to yeah you know uh although it was it was for 2 years but it was an amazing 2 years and I got a chance to achieve my goal and live the dream how good so yeah so you you you've been picked up by the Perth Wildcats pretty much mm-hmm. keep it simple here for everyone listening or watching um which is where we both have lived and yes. what an amazing place in the world how was your 2 years there did you did you how long were you in Perth for 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 the 2 years two so years, yeah. it was 2 years so I got a chance from uh, uh 06 to 08 
and really it was you know my role and we had a, we had a, I mean a, a great team you know and I don't want to um, you know miss any of the, of of our teammates out but Paul Rogers Tony Ronaldson Alex Loughton Peter Crawford Adam Caporn Brad Robbins um, you know we just had uh, just an, and, and, and I apologise if I missed anybody out but it, it was we just had a had a, a great basketball team. But just more importantly, great guys. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> Especially it, it, now. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And um, uh, it, it was just, and like I said, Scott Fisher was a head coach, and you know, just his experience within the league, and uh, and at Perth, you know, was great. Uh, Connor Henry was our assistant coach, and just did a tremendous job. So, you know, I loved every minute of it. You know, and and although you know it was my role, you know, it's interesting when regarding roles and what you go into and. So you go from, you know, college and, you know, starter and being the guy. heavy minutes and being the guy. Yeah. Tell me that's it. You're being the guy to, you know, understanding your new role. And that was bring energy, come off the bench, you hit shots, um, you know, give the starters a break, you know, that type of thing. It's like, okay, you know, and so it was a bit of an adjustment. I'm not going to lie. You know, that's people don't realize to do that. Like I remember even, you no. know, same thing. You go from being first round pick in AFL to yes. now, you're, now you're trying to just get a game. And what that means is doing as much defensive stuff and playing a role. Yes. You're not there to, you know, kick the ball off the line and, you know, do crazy things, which is what you visualize as a kid playing yes. Auskick and growing up. It's actually just to play your role in the team and, and have team success. And, yeah. you know, there's things that you used to do at juniors or college that you no longer, not, not that you're not allowed to do, but it's like if you do it and you make a mistake, you're probably going to go back to the second. So it's not really worth the risk of taking on that, you know. So it's like just keep to the stick to the fundamentals and the basics of the game, and maybe do that later on when you if you get the chance. It's uh, it is it's a huge huge step up. Um, yes. But I always say blokes like that, uh, it's a real test of their character. I reckon mm -hmm. the ones that embrace the role of understanding that they're no longer the guy and support that yes. their kind of job is to energize the group and pick up their best players when they're down and, you mm -hmm. know, just do little things when no one's watching. Yes. It, it's such a uh, important, you know, thing in a team to have players like that. And I don't think anyone sees that except for the locker room. That's so true. And even when they get shafted, which means delisted or, you know, they, they mm -hmm. get cut, mm. um, those, like I was just saying to you, those ties, those friendships, that's what you really, now that you sit back and, you know, reflect, they're just so important. Absolutely. You know, it's, and just recently, uh, and obviously extremely proud of him and the direction he's gone in. I mentioned Adam Caporn, former teammate, uh, just did a tremendous job uh, when he was playing. And now he's the assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets. Caught up with him recently. We had a, a, um, a workshop in Brooklyn uh, with, with the junior NBA and had a couple of days there and caught up with him there. And then obviously they come through through Dallas once a year, but we got a chance to catch up for lunch or in, you know, pregame on the floor, just seeing what he does. And so, you know, th those type of connections, those type of friendships that you have, that you build, you know, the game itself is one thing and, and, but you know, where you are, where you get to travel to, you know, who you surround yourself by. I mean, my goodness, that's, that's forever. Mm. You know, you can't play forever. You can't be on the team forever, but it's, and you may not even, you know, coach will do what you do forever, but the friendships are. So that's a really big deal. And, and back to your point about, you know, the transition from, you know, yeah, from the from the draft, from being first-round pick to getting to a club or being going from this ultimate success, you know, within your sport in college on the basketball court to being, you know, a role player. It's There's an adjustment there. There's a um, 
you know, the, the mental side of the game really comes in. Because can you do it? My goodness, yeah. Can you <laughs> run, kick, mark, shoot, pass, you know, tackle? Yeah, absolutely you can. Um, but it's, it's, it's the when. When can I go do this? Um, how often? How, how often will I get a chance to? It does. It really, it, it's, a, it's a huge adjustment. And, um, you know, but one where, you know, obviously you take a couple of shots. It's, and even, even you know, guys in the Mavs team now, you, you watch closely and they come in and they're like, you know, I'm ready to shoot. I'm ready to shoot. Cause if, you know, one, two, three, it's like, mm, oh, maybe the first, first player back out. But everybody can do it and they're playing at such a high level. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a little adjustment, you know, for me. But again, you know, I would put everything, you know, back onto me. And if there were situations where I would need to, you know, talk to the coach and say, you know, what can I do? How can this work for me? And, or, you know, is my role in the team where it is now, what it always will be, or is it, you know, option for, for change? So, you know, those, I, I, I don't mind asking. They're, they're tough questions and tough conversations to have because sometimes, and you appreciate, but sometimes you may not like the answer that you receive. So yeah. you're willing for that, you're ready for that and willing yeah. to hear that as well. And most athletes, elite athletes, they, they don't mind brutally honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the real world, I say that all the time, but, you sometimes got to be careful with how you, you you can't be too honest with some people because they don't they don't like it. So you got to kind of find that's something that I've noticed coming out of elite sport that we yes. were very like we're just very quick. It's like that, it is what it is. Move mm-hmm. on. Where you know sometimes you got to just break that down a little bit and yes. um, change your terminology a little bit and be a bit nicer. Yeah, um, that's that's true. And it's and that just comes even from from coaching and. You know, even now in the position that I'm in, you know, with the Mavs Academy and, and working with the youth, it's, you know, uh, you can talk to Ben a certain way, uh, but Tommy, you can talk to him a completely different way and the same message will get across and he will react. Yeah. It's figuring all that out. And that, that and that's what, you know, being involved in sports and elite sports Doesn't translate it? into business because, you know, you have a team around you, you have your fellow co-workers and, you know, you just you know figuring all that out, and that all just comes back to communication. But uh, yeah, it is important for it's the like success the old, of everyone. Yeah. It's like the disc profile. Do you guys do the disc profile? It's like the um, oh, it's it's, it's psychologists used to uh-huh. do it at our club, but it's pretty much profiling everyone. Can't oh. remember what it all remembers. It's like D's for dominant, and yes. um, oh, like I think C's caring, but I can't remember the other. One. I'm high I. It's like energy and outgoing, and but then you get. I think I'm the other one is, but yes. it, essentially it breaks down people, who they are at the workplace and who they are away from the workplace and mm-hmm. everyone kind of gets to understand who's what. That's true. Um, and it's funny because you see who's dominant and you're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then away from the club, they're not. And you're like, oh, you're a fraud, like, yeah. you know, because they're obviously a leader or something like that. Yeah, it's different. Um, but it, essentially what you're saying is you just get to learn yeah. how, to, uh, how to read people and how to communicate with people. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's no point yelling at the bloke that doesn't like it. No, you can't because, you know, you know, close up or may not get the best out of them. So, yeah. you know, but for me, like I said, in Perth, you know, and I, I got a chance to play in the SBL for Williton Tigers. So that was great opportunity to get back and play some some good minutes and, and, you know, hopefully have an impact there for them at the time. So, yeah, I just I love Perth and, you know, it's – uh, we, we had two experiences. We, we were downtown on Wellington Street, um, you know, in the city for, for my first year. And then we moved out to Scarborough Beach, oh, uh, what a spot. Sandcastles the second year. And, and it's funny, once, uh, once I finished playing and, and was planning to move back and had an opportunity to, to get involved in education, teaching and coaching uh, here in Dallas, 
um, my wife Erin, uh, she's like, hey, you, you, you go figure that out, see if that works for you because I'm in a really good spot right here and I'm lay, <laughs> laying on the sand and yeah. uh, enjoying this, you know, just amazing part of the world. So. Cracking spot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Benny, I forgot to pump up where we are, Complexity slash Game Square headquarters, mm-hmm. um, Complexity Esports. Big shout out to Justin Kenner, our close friend, uh, yeah. for, for hosting us and the boys here, setting us up. I'm on the road. I couldn't say no to this opportunity. Uh, it's a new new studio for me but um oh it's amazing lads so thank you so much and thank you thank you to complexity esports for having us so after perth um let's talk about the transition i got a lot of questions about the mavericks um from everyone at the aces i put up a poll about you and mm-hmm. um a lot of people want to know about you know your role and recruiting and youth and some advice to the you know the, the younger yeah. generation uh plenty of questions about cuban <laughs> um and luca and the players but um, yeah, where did the transition go from player to what you are now? Absolutely. So uh, when I finished playing, uh, like I mentioned, um, moved back uh, back here uh, to Dallas and, and started teaching and coaching, which was great. Now for me to still obviously stay uh, close to the game, part of the game. So I had an opportunity to get uh, into education and and that was a wonderful, several years actually, uh, you know, in a, in a um a, a charter network here uh, locally called Uplift Education and, and that experience for me uh, for teaching, you know, now, now, you've, you've, you're, now you're in somewhat the real world. Here we are and the importance of, you know, lesson planning for classes and the importance of the grades for the students. And, uh, and so now for me, coaching, still got a chance to stay involved in basketball, which was wonderful uh, and, and, and was teaching PE, which is, uh, you know, what my dad and, and my brother, you know, that's their background and, and they do a, did and, and do a tremendous job of that. Uh, so I was really following their footsteps. You know, now my basketball career and sports career had ended um, to stay involved in it. But other opportunities I got within education was to be athletic director. So now you move into a position which is, again, has helped me in the position I'm in now, is uh, now I get a chance to, you know, to oversee and, and um, manage adults because now I'm the athletic director, which now you oversee the coaches of every sport within the school, which was tremendous. And then, you know, transitioned into administration uh, for middle school, which is junior high. Uh, the school I was at, it's, you know, grade six, seven and eight, uh, transitioning out of, you know, primary school, elementary uh, into high school and that was a great experience too because now um, you know from a learning experience of something that's really out of my comfort zone was it was not sports related at all so now I you know my attire when I went to work every day was different my role was different I was observing teachers uh, in classes that I didn't have too much experience in and that was okay and they knew that um, but again, the transparency with that is important. Like if I go in and, uh, you know, observe an art teacher or I'm observing music, uh, to give feedback, it's like, well, this is not something that's, that I'm experienced in, but let's work on this together and get through it together. So those type of things, uh, were really great in personal growth and career growth of understanding that you are going to be put in positions that you're not overly comfortable with. And for me, that's sport. Mm. It's probably you too, Tommy. That's athletics. That's sports. That's put me on a, basketball court, a football field, give me a soccer ball or a tennis racket, or even now actually I'm really enjoying golf, golf club in hand. Great game. Oh, my goodness. Frustrating one anyway. It, indeed it is. <laughs> um, but a fun and challenging one is that this was different. This was something really brand new. 
so I was involved there for several years, which was a great transition uh, out to still stay. But I realized when I went into the um, uh, assistant principal in the middle school was uh, that, that sports was me and athletics and, and the, the, um, the connection to the youth and the impact that I can have or the advice that I can give, um, you know, mentoring, if you will. So that's when the transition to the Mavericks. Now, what helped me um, whilst I was in the education system over those several years was I got involved in summer camps with the Mavs. So having summers off, I would, uh, you know, I reached out to the director at the time and uh, said, yeah, there's opportunities to come and work some weeks during the summer, summer camp, great. So that was from 09. So 09 to 15, I was working summer camps, being involved in different programs with the Mavs. And it was at that point that I realized uh, what I share now with, with those I speak to, especially the youth, is, you know, when an opportunity comes your way is to say yes and figure the rest out later. Because if you say no once, maybe you'll get a second opportunity. If you say no twice, they've probably moved on. So... Anything with the Mavericks during that, that uh, seven-year period, well, six-year period from 09 to 15, um, if I get a call the day of, if I got a call three days before or six weeks before, it was always yes, and I'd figure the rest out later. Yeah. So you could count on me, reliable. Um, I'd do, you know, do a great job. High trust. There for you. All yeah. that, all that. It was so important because when the time came, uh, there was a there was a, a transition in director um, at the time for uh, for youth the, the community basketball program with the Mavs. Um, my boss now Greg Nard, you know Greg. What a what a guy! Unbelievable. So so Greg, I met two guys from the Mavs. It's you and Greg, and I said to JK, I said, mate, they're two of the nicest blokes I've met. So great. So Thank yeah, you. you're in safe hands. No, very much so. <laughs> so you know, so I, I get a chance to meet Greg. I talk to him about you know, what my plan is and what I'm looking to do. And he says, that's great. He just came in. So this was September of 14 now. He just moved, uh, arrived at the Mavs. And I'm like, okay, so uh, we got to, you know, know each other a little bit. But just for him to see, you know, me and how I work and what I do. And and so I reached out to him uh, in, the, in the spring, uh, which would have been March of 15. And I said, Greg, did, you know, I'm looking to transition out of the position that I'm in now within education. Is there any chance that, uh, opportunities at the maps. He said, hey, you know, not right now, but we're looking to grow. He just arrived. He's looking at the program as a whole and looking to see areas to grow. Well, about three weeks later, and at that point, I was still doing some skills training uh, with the Mavs, obviously, again, just staying connected, staying involved. He, uh, he said, hey, you know what, Ben, tell me again what your plan is. Like, what are you looking to do come June 1st of 2015? And I said, Greg, I, I guess the, it, right now it's the equivalent of a free agent. Like I am, <laughs> I am, I am finishing up here um, uh, at the school that I was at, um, and, and nothing more than just a, you know transitioning into something new and back into sports and athletics, in particular basketball. He said, okay. And then he, so we had to think about it, and he said, well, you know. And then six weeks later, he said, we're looking to grow. You know, the, the Mavs Academy, at that point it was Mavs Basketball Academy, and, and he said, we're looking to grow and, um, you know, if there's any interest, we're going to um, add a manager to the team. And so I applied as I as I do and, and as I would and should. Uh, and then, yeah, June 1st, 2015, I'm a uh, manager of camps and community basketball for the Dallas Mavericks. And, and it's, Tommy, you know, then you, yeah. you get back to this and you're yeah. like, my goodness, 
you know, here I am. And, and I must say, and I will share this, you know, first day on the job as you arrived downtown Dallas and, and the office at that point was in Deep Ellum. And, and, I, and I get into the, into the office and I, you know, get to my desk and I'm, you know, yeah, as you are, you're nervous. It's exciting, but it's nervous. And um, a little bit of the unknown of what's, it, you know, what's ahead, but exciting at the same time. And then I go down to the front desk to, uh, uh, you know, to pick up some mail or whatever I needed to do, some paperwork. And lo and behold, there's a seven-foot German standing in front of me. <laughs> he just arrived in the office. And then I got introduced to him as like, first day on the job, you know, this is Ben. And I said, you know, g'day, Dirk, how are you? And then, you know, there's only a few people in the world uh, outside of Australians, obviously, that the, that the, the g'day mate is okay. Yeah. If you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Did he give you one? He gave me a g'day mate. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was just, I was, it was, I was blown away. I was like, this is amazing. And, uh, you know, and, you know. Here I am. They love the Aussie slang, don't they? Like it's so it's, great. It's just so old school and outdated. But it's always as an Aussie hearing it from an American, you just take it and you love it because it's just like they've it's, taken the time, they've embraced it. Yes, it um, connects, connects you to home. He lo- he's in Australia. I mean, as we record this podcast, he might have just left, but he was just out in Australia. Um, nice. I saw Tommy Mitchell. Um, who's been on the potty and and the Pies boys welcomed him. He's at the Aussie Open. Yes, slapping balls around. He looks like a natural. Uh, he's such a an amazing player, wasn't he, for the Mavs and the NBA? I just drove past his statue. We yep. saw his statue the other day. Absolutely. Um, how cool is that? Does he come? Does he speaking about him? But does oh, we'll get back to that story in a no, second? No, but do you see a fair bit of him around um, the club? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, obviously, when he gets a chance, to obviously, to come out to games, which is wonderful. Um, when he was when he was playing. He was a huge and, and all that, and I will huge shout out to our to our team uh, supporting what we do in the community uh, on the youth side with the Mavs Academy. Um, just coming out to camps, to clinics, supporting, um, just giving back is what they what they do a tremendous job of. And and you know Dirk was no exception. And he got a chance to yeah many camps, but the last camp um, you know he came to was uh, was just tremendous, and it was wrapping up his career. Um, so just that's when you get a chance, you know, in the position that I'm in, you know, to connect with the players on the player's side. Obviously, you know, we're part of front office, then there's the basketball operations side, which is the team side. But, you know, when we get a chance to to interact at camps and clinics and, and our community events, it's it's phenomenal. And and Dirk was one of them. And actually just, you know, while we're speaking of Dirk, yes, obviously he, did, he was in Australia. Um, you know, my mum uh, recently turned 70. Oh, and big I, shout out. Oh, big shout out. So I got a chance to send her and her best friend uh, to uh, Dirk's event in Melbourne, um, which was tremendous. So uh, she had a great time there. But, yeah, so, yes, being in Australia, obviously just, you know, taking it all in, um, just just being Dirk yeah. and and just, you know, loving every minute of it. It looked like from what I you know, got a chance to see on social through – Chris Anstey's posts and, and, you know, I know his events and, and what he was involved in heavily there. Um, but, but, even, but even a lot of my greatest memories of the last eight years that I've had, you know, with the Mavs involve him. 30,000 points, you know, uh, against the Lakers, being in the in arena for that. Um, last home game was, was unbelievable. Like it's... So he's playing his last home game and then post-game, I mean, just the, the talent that walked out 
onto the floor to congratulate him on his career was just, you know, a night to remember. Uh, the next night, and this is the organization, how great the organization is, bust everybody down to San Antonio, which was his last game uh, of that regular season. Didn't make the playoffs that year, I don't believe. And and it was and, – and, and it, street named after him you mentioned. Yeah. Tommy, the statue just recently, jersey retirement ceremony, um, Jan 5th, 2021. I mean, just – I mean, if I put a list together of, you know, just special moments and highlights, you know, within the organization I work for uh, and with, I mean, he is, he's, there's many of them at yeah. the top of the list that he's involved in just from, just from, a, from afar, you know, it's just he's amazing and, and the impact he had, you know, on the organization but the city. They have a knack of uh, just recruiting superstars because obviously he goes out and in comes Luka Doncic and – Hey, people don't realize, including myself, until I had a chat um, the other day. Is he 23, Luca? Yeah, yeah he's, he's I, I believe maybe uh, 24, maybe quote me next month. Yeah. But 23 right As now. we speak, so as we record this one. Um, he is so young and so no. good. Like people don't, I don't think people realize how good he is. No. Um, for his age and how good he is. You know what I mean? Like take age out of it. He's a super – like he's right. He, I mean, he might, he's probably going to win the MVP. Yeah. Um, provided his ankles are right. And he's 23, you know. He, yeah, and, you, and you've, you've – and you know, when you when you watch on TV, you see his, his greatness obviously. But then when you're in arena oh. and, and you've been there and you've seen him up close and personal. Twice. And, <laughs> twice. And it is – it's just that. Six, eight – can handle the basketball. I mean, this is how the game of this is how the game has changed so much. I mean, we talk about positionless. We talk about you know you know point guards posting up, um, you know centers shooting threes. Like that's the that's the, the the evolution of the game where we are now. But he 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 has it all. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just recently, uh, and, I, and I went everywhere. My goodness, but his sixty point game in overtime. Against the Knicks, uh, December twenty seventh, was yeah being in there for that. Like that's that's another one of the list I spoke about. Yeah, like, highlights. It is. It it's we're down nine under thirty five seconds to go. You just you know you look around and you know uh, some of the fans are heading to the exits. They're leaving. Getting an early start. You know yeah. on the on the traffic, and that's okay. And that's okay. But on this particular night, as we're Talk about this particular game. You know, I personally thought to myself, and I've been, you know, been to a few. Um, was not tonight. I, I didn't. Not tonight. Like there's nights when you know it's like mm, this one's tough to come back from. <laughs> we t- we tie it up. I mean, he shoots the free throw oh, to miss to rebound. To yeah. off, you saw, we all saw. I was actually watching it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah from Australia. Know, like, yeah. Did, did that just happen? For his reaction to go into overtime and you know and to win. 60, 20, 10, you know, plus numbers for, you know, 60 points. First time ever, wasn't it? Ever, ever. I mean, you know, there's been some remarkable performances, but, you know, just, again, you're in there to see that. Or even if you've got a chance to watch it on TV, you're like, he's, back to our point, 23. (laughs) And and just, you know, I I don't even believe, I mean, the ceiling's not even close yet. I mean, for a professional basketball player, I mean, it's like, Mid to late twenties, you sort of got to your 
and he's not even close to that. Well, it's funny. I was watching him in the warm up, and he's such a kid still. Like you know, like when I like just the way they were preparing, he's just you know, I loved it. It was like. He's just completely mucking around and the game starts and he's on. You know, I'd love to know what Preby does behind the scenes, but you can tell he's good at soccer. Like he was doing some stuff mm-hmm. under the ring with power and they were juggling the ball and just mucking around and just half-court shots. I love yeah. it. Like I, I feel like if I was warm enough, I'd be doing something similar, you know, and then when the game starts, off I go and he is. He's very – uh um not white line feeder, but you can see that intensity. You know, if mm-hmm. something doesn't go wrong, he's he's yeah. he's at the refs or at anyone. He's even his reaction when he hit the oh. the game winner. That was like a child, wasn't like it was just raw emotion. It was brilliant. Like, there's yes. not. I don't care if the cameras are on. Like, no. I am who I am. He, he is special, and yeah, mate. It's it's been good to see him up live. Yes. One thing I'll say with Luca before I go to the questions, but mm-hmm. are you amazed that? He's like in slow motion. It's the way he, he goes to the ring almost in slow motion, and yeah. they can't get near him. Like they can't put a hand. They, I know he's six eight, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he'll kind of take the ball to the centers, and then he'll muck around. He'll dribble and back into his you know point guard, and then he'll just put it up, and in it goes off the glass, and does it again. And you're kind of like, is anyone going to try stop? They can't stop him. But yeah. how do you break down his game for me from a basketball analysts you know he is he 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 doesn't get sped up so the, the game is at at his pace he's in control of it all you know it's you know you look at the way he plays and he will he will get by you with a quick move and then hold you off so now you know he has you you know on his hip or on his back and so regardless of whether you're uh, and, and, and another thing too he looks to create mismatches and, and whether it be, you know, with the superstar on the other team or, or perhaps their centre if you're going to – I mean, the game's all about um, matchups, And so he does a tremendous job of reading that or coming off. So now he may have a, a centre on him. But even if, even if you, uh, you know, may have a, a, a seven-footer on him, guarding him, the ability to create the step back, which he is certainly famous for and it's amazing – but the, the space that he can create for himself in that particular move, but also to the high release of his shot at 6'8", I mean, it is, it's obviously difficult, you know, to contest, to guard in the first place, but to block. And I, and I you know, maybe over the last, you know, five seasons he's played, six seasons, five seasons, that he's probably been blocked in that particular shot once, mm. maybe twice. So it's remarkable that but even that's not, sped up either he's mm. never in a rush and so um three level scorer get to the rim mid-range that little post up mid-range can yep. fade away and then the three ball uh but you're always and he's creating so much attention doubles um you know the game plan is all around him and and then and that just opens doors for others to uh to elevate their game in a relaxed way because the pressure is on the 23 year old <laughs> but he he loves that and that's okay like there isn't any i've got a you know no he is he's willing to to take that full responsibility um and and that's what's that's that's part of the greatness and part of the brilliance is just that piece that the responsibility that and we went all the way through to the uh western conference finals last year mm. it's amazing like no expectation whatsoever win a playoff series if we can just win a playoff series to, you know, beat Utah. Great. We're now in the second round. And my goodness, we take on the the Suns who are the had the best record in the league. Home, home court advantage all the way through. Mm. 
and we beat them in seven. In in the game seven on the road, he has twenty seven points at halftime, and so do the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just remarkable. Yeah, it he, really is. He is just it's he's special. I've got a friend that I need to link you up next off season. Tommy Green, he's a former uh, teammate of mine at the Giants, and uh-huh. he's a huge Luca fan. There you go. Um, I always I actually faced when I was courtside because yeah. I just thought, oh, if there's one man you want to bring, it's him. So I'm going to link you up. Um, with him so that he can come visit because yeah, he's please. been calling Luca out when no one knew his name, you know. Yeah. So now that he's mm-hmm. a gun, everyone jumps on and yep. and Tommy knows that I recognize that he's been on him for, for a long time. So he's one guy that um that knew how good he was and yeah. he's really embraced by the crowd, isn't he? Like yeah. it just I, I, even when you're filming the camera, I don't even start it till I can see he's about to come on the court because the crowd takes the decibels to a new level. It's it's loud when he you know mm-hmm. when he enters the arena and when he gets the ball. He's the, he's clearly the man around town, isn't he? Oh, he is. No, he is. And he, uh, yeah, you know, like you know, uh, you know, when you have something special, you know, within your organization and on your team. And, yeah. And we do. And you mentioned early earlier, Tommy, about the transition between. Having Dirk's final season and Luca's first, I mean, just that alone, from the transition of greatness, but also too is the the connection they now have together. From what you know, I've seen and what you what you know about, um, is that they're close. Yeah, you know, they 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 had a year together, which you know, lots of times when alumni may come back, legends come back. You know, there's a there's a connection there, or that hey, you know, it's respect, good to see. Yeah. Yeah, respect. There's always that, always that, but the teammate is the next level of that, and so um, that you know, for all of us, um, you know, Mavs fans, Mavs fans for life. It's like great it's, to say, it is. It's, it's phenomenal, and because uh, sometimes there's teams and franchises that years go by before they find, you know, the next the next um, superstar on their team, and. Mm. We overlap them. Well, it's good that um, you know, Dirk was obviously there the whole time throughout his career, wasn't he? So mm-hmm. I, mean, I always watched the doco with Dwayne Wade the other day. And um, I mean, he returns to Miami, but they even admitted that they they fucked it up. They should have looked after him. He was a free agent. They didn't pay him. He left. They ended up going to like, then mm-hmm. he went to Chicago and maybe Cleveland. Then he ended up coming back, but mm-hmm. it was kind of, that was at his end. So. Yeah, one club player, um, and I'd imagine. No, I'm not going to speak for Luca, but I'd imagine they're going to hold on to him for a long time. So it's just special and rare, yeah. isn't it? You know, a lot of a lot of movement these days, which is great to see, but it's quite it's quite special. Mm-hmm. Um, mate, we've got a few questions here because I know you've got a yeah, you're a busy man. Um, some just random questions from the Aces, and a big shout out to everyone that that writes in on Instagram. Uh, we love it. I love your questions. They're all. They're all different. Um, Mark, we'll start with, uh, I can't read it yet, Instagram, SM46. Uh, Mark Cuban stories, please. Have you got any? Because uh, as I call him, the human cigar, just uh, just walking by me the other day in his tracksuit, one piece, mm-hmm. like a boss. Yeah. Um, he looks like a ripping dude and someone you'd love to sit down and have a coffee with or a beer. Have you had any encounters with Mark? Yeah, you know what? It's... Uh you know he he does a I mean Mark's phenomenal and and he um, he works out shoots around before games and occasionally you know I get a chance to and one of the you know best parts and, and what I love the most about my position that I'm in is I get a chance to get into arena early 
before doors. So now you get a chance to see how players warm up and how um, how everybody uh, prepares, you know, for the night uh, before it gets too busy and the doors open. Um, so Mark, he, he, he works out, gets some shots up on occasions and – um, so I've had some interaction with him there as he's, you know, maybe missed a, you know, couple in a row and he's like, my goodness. And I would just say something like, yeah, it's gotta be more legs. you know. That kind of <laughs> thing. So that's where I'm sitting and he's, he's working out. But, but one story in particular that again, that I, I do love to share, um, and, and again, behind the scenes when doors don't open, but, uh, he was, he was working out, uh, one particular night, a few seasons ago and, uh, a young man came down from, uh, from the 300 level where he was working concessions. But he was in arena early and getting himself prepared. So, and I noticed this, so where I was sitting, uh, you know, on the court, court side, just, you know, waiting for the, for the night to begin, really. Uh, I see him moving down and he walks, and I see him coming and I see it all happening and he and, and marks down the far end of the floor from where I was sitting and uh, this young man moves down and... What's concession, sorry, was he... Uh, concessions are like the kiosk. Oh, yeah. 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 In the canteen. So he was, okay. yeah, he, he w- would have been, um, you know, working that night. Yeah. And then, but he came down and he walks along the side of the court and then I, and he's going to approach Mark who's still, you know, getting his workout in and, and, and everything else. And I, and I look down and then there's, we stop and Mark picks the ball up and goes over and maybe fist bumps or handshakes at the time and interacts for, for a short period of time. And, um, and then he walks back up and they walk away and he walks away and heads up. And, and at that point, you know, that's the, that's who he is. He's got time for you. You know, the, the, the young man I spoke of had a, he's like, what, oh, there's Mark, you've been shooting around the floor. Here's my opportunity. Or maybe I get a chance to just to go down and say hi. And this is just me and my observations, yeah. not knowing the, the full story of their conversation and why. But Mark stopped, ball under arm, took time out from his workout, uh, and, engaged and interacted and I and 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 then he wanders off and gets back to his shot so I sit there and I think like that's there's no one else really in here at this time that this was happening but I like because there's two ways you can go there yeah yeah we've seen it it's like oh there's no cameras on I'll just yeah ignore him but or just at no time or this is not not right not now yeah and maybe that that young man's opportunity was that was it and it's over like there's no more but he did that and I was, and I was, you know, obviously took note of all that. And, and so I, yeah, I just, I love that. But yeah, for our, you know, uh, for the team and the organization from what you've seen, obviously, you know, huge, biggest fan. I mean, where he, where he is, you know, every game on the road, just so passionate. And as an organization and leader of an organization, when you have that, um, you know, it's, it's easy to follow. Like they say, it, it's, it starts from the top. And uh, it really does. Yeah, it's pretty cool to hear that. He's got time for everyone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, just before I move on from Mark, but how does he shoot him? Is he, is he a good hooper? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. That's good right. Yeah. Good form. Very good form. I love that. Um, <laughs> Josh Green's future at the Mavs and beyond. Is he out of contract or does he, when does his contract, uh, when does his? <sighs> That's a great you, question. Not sure. I, no, I'm not quite sure, but, uh, but my hope is. You know, the big thing about, uh, you know, sustainability of success within teams is to keep the team together as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, if you can, and it's, and it's obviously a business, but um, my goodness, this is year three for Josh. 
and you talk about electrifying the crowd or when you oh, get yeah. into the game. How explosive is he with his ball? Oh, my goodness. So he, this is, like I said, year three. Um, you know, we had the experience, um, you know, on the Olympic team, uh, bronze medal team, which was phenomenal experience for anyone, um, but certainly a young player. And, and he, uh, and this is, like I said, year three for him, and he has just elevated his game tremendously from – Minutes played to you know scoring output to um, uh, to shooting percentage to three point percentage, all those are numbers which is great, but you know the things that we talk about you know in sports that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, the hustle plays, diving on loose balls, um, just deflections on defense, steal I mean steals, uh, tipping an offensive rebound to get another possession. Um, all those little things, you know, the one percenters. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's the things you value internally versus oh externally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and then of course just his his confidence has grown tremendously. And and that and 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 that's elevated for sure, and so is his game. So, you know, to, to, you know, to answer the question, my goodness, it's it, it's brought. It needs to be, yeah, but just continue to develop him. Yeah. Um and you know, as long as you can stay here in, in Dallas, we're in a good spot. It's a great question there from Marky Patton. I'll go to Charles Harrington. Um, talent or workhorses when recruiting? What's preferred and the pros and cons? So that's probably talking about the youth yes, coming ab- through. Absolutely. You know, it's it's a bit of a mixture. You know, I think that – but it's also smart too in regards to, you know, the work that you're putting in. And and a big thing, you know, just as we talk about the youth and, and – um, and how you get to elevate yourself to an elite level in one particular sport. And this is just me, but um, if you get a chance to play multiple sports, if you're in that space now, um, or maybe you are, you know, and I have, I have three, three kids and, and we're not in the elite space yet for sports, but trying multiple sports. Multi-sport athletes help tremendously with many things as you grow older, but, um, you know, even, you know, myself, for example, played many growing up, but then football, basketball, like I mentioned, but then got to, you know, year 10 and said, basketball's it. I can make a decision of where I want to go with this now. I've, I've tried many, soccer, uh, tennis, athletics, um, basketball and football, obviously, and, and other extracurricular activities, but no, nah, this is where I want to go. So my encouragement for the youth, you know, is, is to, you know, when you can to try multiple sports, try them all out. And then when that as a now as a parent, I'll put my parent hat yeah. on. When that time comes, you have to let your child choose. Otherwise, if it's your dream that you had and you want it want it to continue with your child, or you didn't have it and you want it within your child, that's when some, not always, but some problems can can arise because you know I, you need to go out and work, or we're paying a certain amount of money, or we're traveling all around the country. And then we get to a certain age, we're like, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no, well, no, this is this was the plan. So I guess my advice from the recruiting standpoint for, you know, putting the work in, the hard work, yes, you put them in. If you're going to commit to something, commit and, and work hard at it. Um, but another one of a, a great friend, uh, you know, a coach and gave, you know, gave me a one-liner or a little quote that said, if anybody's going to quit, or give up on something, you know, he would ask them, have you heard, have you worked hard enough at it to know if you enjoyed or not? 
and, I, and it stuck with me for a little while and I thought about it and it made a lot of sense is that, well, I can't dribble with my left hand or I can't handball with my left hand or I can't kick or with my right foot. Well, have you worked at it? Because that's not fun if you can't. It's, I can't make a layup. It's hard. Yeah. It's, a, it's like, mm, I can't dribble. I get taken from me every time. It's a good quote. It really is. And, and, I, and I loved that. And I was like, my goodness, that makes so much sense. And I, and I said, you don't mind? I'm going to use it. Yeah, quite uh, that. And, yeah. Here we, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, my goodness, yeah, that just makes so much sense. Have you worked hard enough at it to know if you enjoy it? Because when you know how to ride a bike, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it gets easier, doesn't it? But getting, but getting to that point. <laughs> oh, the training wheels, yeah. Maybe falling off. Yeah. So I really, I really appreciated that. So that's another you know, piece of advice that, that I would have for the youth is to, is to, to ask. Like, you know, really, if we're going to give up on something, have you given, have you given it a, a red hot go? Mm. Have you given it a chance? Yeah. And if not, then maybe we continue to do that until you really can make a decision. It's great advice. Um, with back to recruiting with when they're coming through the ranks this is probably more for the recruiters but talent and work rate we all know that you you can't have um just talent you need the work rate but that whole potential thing because mm -hmm. you see nba drafts and i speak on behalf of myself but you see they really make a lot of mistakes in the top 10 i think um there's a lot of busts and a lot of booms but mm -hmm. you'd think at top 10 level you'd be picking a you know a, a stallion uh but are they recruiting a lot on potential or do you feel like it's half half or is it just it comes down to i mean every organization's different yeah but of course what do you look in youth coming through the ranks you know i would think that um you know certainly a combination of both you know that, that because lots of times and we've seen it probably in, in the sports that we've played where you know, you know when the if the talent runs out, or you're now surrounded by as talented or more talented, what's next for you? Do you have a work ethic? Do you put the hours in before and after? Are you behind closed doors? Are you, um, you know, going? I mean, the cliche of going above and beyond. You know, that's what's important. Um, but also too, I think that the, the the situation's important. Maybe you know, obviously, as you mentioned, you may get recruited, or there may be a, a certain team that that wants you, uh, and you you may you go there for maybe you're there for a year or two. You may bounce around, but sometimes the bouncing around isn't always or shouldn't be always looked at as a negative. It's I'm just trying to find the right spot for me, and my game or my talents or what I can bring. So, or it may be you know that it's it's I've my time here, my, I finished up here, you know, I've uh, done my job here, maybe I can go now to, and that happens in, in all professions, it mm -hmm. really does, like you've, you've had that impact. So, um, you know, from a, from a youth standpoint, and I obviously will stay in my lane here from a, from a team standpoint of what we look at in the draft yeah, of course. and, and, um, and pre-draft workouts, et cetera, but, you know, from the, from the youth and, and understanding um, do, do you, at that particular point, do you have a work ethic or do you work as hard as your current talent? Because that's not always going to be that way. Because, you know, during, you know, youth sports or school sports, you know, I may be the standout, I may be the tallest, I may be the strongest, the fastest, whatever it may be. But then as as I grow within the sport in that elite space, and you know this, I mean. Oh, yeah, you start looking up. It was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, my goodness, I'm not the tallest anymore. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the quickest. I don't jump the highest. So what else do I have? What else am I going to bring? Um, and, am, and am I willing to, you know, to change? Maybe that, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you, 
you consider yourself as a as a as a shooter, whatever you know, great shooter. But we need to add another aspect to your game now because mm. they're going to close down on you hard. Can you get by someone? Can you pull up and do mid range? Are we always getting to the basket? Do you have a floater or a euro step? Do you have something else to your game that you need to add on to the the talent that you've had or or the reason why you are where you are? So being prepared to uh, to grow to learn. Uh, well, I like to we call within the Mavs Academy be coachable. Um, and and then, you know, see where it takes you from there. I love it. It's a great answer. Um, this one's probably perfect while you've got this elite hat. <laughs> I'm not sure, about, can you put that hat on just for two seconds or is it, are we not allowed to touch that hat because it's so pristine and... No, I mean, I can... Just just while, because I don't know if the cameras have picked it up. Oh, I've got to adjust this. Yeah, while you're adjusting it, I've got a question here that re, that's around um, design. So... Klein eighty nine has written in. Oh, that's a cracking oh, hat. Goodness, um, kidding? Who decides on jersey designs and court themes night tonight? Surely it's Luca. <laughs> Good one. Um, I thought I'd ask you while we've got that hat. I'm not sure if everyone that was watching could see that hat as we were talking no, about absolutely. it earlier. I'll keep it on. Um, I'll keep it on so, close. Yeah, huh? it looks fantastic. Not bad. Um, who picks all the jersey designs? Because we were just chatting off there, me and JK. We love that logo um, selfishly, but yeah, they got some cool. Cool designs uh, and that team store. It's a it's, oh, a, it's it a money fit in there. I can tell you. It's it's uh you know it's fantastic. And I think too. So what? Uh, so our city edition, which is uh, this year, is you know uh, welcome to the retroplex, throwing back to the seventies. Um, each year there's a different theme, and and I th- and it's it's great for fans. You know, it's a uh, obviously Nike initiative to have city edition jerseys and courts to match, um, but lots of times it is uh, connected to the city. And and how it and so for us last year uh, it was the 75th anniversary so there was a, a throwback and a different design of the jersey and court um, you know based on the original which is on the hat that I have on yeah and and so and this year like I said you know work you know welcome to the retroplex there's a different there's a if there's a 70s theme and everything around the game itself is based on that so um, you know we have a phenomenal team internally um, that that work. Uh, and really years ahead and but there's no i don't know what's next next season oh it's yeah because they do you, don't they yeah, yeah they you work wait, you work to it but it's we're already 24 25 yeah you know, already advanced here of what's going on next so great question uh, apologize if i can't dive too much deeper than that but it, um but that's really the what what it looks like from a um from a city perspective to try and get that extra connection to the i love it i love it mate that hat is so good <laughs> we need to get more of them on the streets um We'll ask one more because there's a few more here, but we'll run out of time. The question here from Marky Patton, again, is just Luca. And it's uh, it's not a question, it's a statement. But have you what, – what is it about this guy around the clock? Have you had any interactions with him on camps? What kind of impact has he got in the community? Mm-hmm. Um, what's he like away from the court? I mean, as I said to you before, when I was watching him pregame, he looks like he'd be funny or fun yeah. um, to hang out with. What's he like? You know, we um, we've uh, we run uh, clinics in the community. Uh, in this particular clinic was the junior NBA clinic, and he came down, and um, I got a chance to introduce him and shake hands and um, and, and you know and interact a little bit and engage and um, like he's he, he's great. You know, like he 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 understands the importance of you know community, understands the importance of the position that he's in, um, and so yeah, you know, he's just you know. Happy go lucky, and 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 you mentioned about getting on the court. Like you know, uh, I could imagine I'm not around the team, um, 
that much at all. But you know, from a teammate perspective, and you know, understanding you know the fun that's had within and the camaraderie and the relationships that you built within. Um, but also too is obviously you mentioned when he, we step on the floor and the you know even pregame you know, that 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 fun personality that comes out. But um, you know then the ball goes up and it's all business. So yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, it, it's it's phenomenal to be part of an organisation that that he is in. And I mentioned all our players. My goodness, they're just. They understand. They understand the importance of community and giving back, and and then um, you know taking care of business on the court, and that's what we're yeah. looking to do this season. So no, it's pretty cool. Who's the in the locker room? If anyone shares, but who's the funniest in the locker room from uh, all the whispers around? Is I mean, watching Powell get to work pregame, he looks like he, he's a bit. Of, he looks like he's a, a he's one of those guys yeah. that's gone from look like a bit of a clown mucking around to geez, he's a no. physical beast. Business it's tough, balls up, tough as nails. Yeah, no, um, it's, scrapping for everything. It is, and I think I think you need that. Um, you know, obviously with an eighty-two game regular season, you know, plus playoffs, travel. Um, that you know, you need that that lightheartedness and that. You know, but but when the timing of it all, like when to be, you know, when to be serious and when to, you know, um, you know, when when Tim Hardaway Jr. is warming up, you know, on the floor first, and then it, DP comes out, and then Reggie comes out, and they're you know they're all you know, arms <laughs> out, and they're all big, and then they get deflated, and and then you know they run around, and you know they do. And Maxi, another one's got just a great personality and uh, a fun one, and 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 like I said, when my position in camps and when we're in the community and our players come out, uh, Dory and the same thing. Like it is, you know, when they come, they're just so engaging and so welcoming. Um, it's really, 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 really special because what you, 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 you think, oh, I'd like that or I'd want that, but that's exactly how it is. And, um, but yeah, there's, there's some, yeah, there's some fun that that's had. And, and when you get there early enough and you were, which is wonderful to be able to see all that, it's like, yeah, we're just, but again, it's the, it's the picking your moments and they certainly know when to do that. And then the ball goes up and it's, here we go. Time to go. Yeah. Spot on. Love it. That's great. What what's um what is your greatest advice to all the Aussies out there that might be chasing their dream in in a space that they love? You know, as you said, your career. Before I go to our last segment, mm-hmm. and thank you for being on the potty. But absolutely, um, you know, growing up had dreams to play all kinds of sports. Made a decision, went to college, hitting game winners, then getting invited to you know the to Dallas um, mm-hmm. yeah, in the NBA there to to, to train and in the summer league. Um, then going back to Perth, playing basketball there, living out your dream, which was NBL starting up, mm-hmm. um, and then and then kind of getting into the you know the schooling, teaching, kind of growing that that kind of program, yeah. Um, and then going, nah, I miss sport, mm-hmm. and then just going for it, as you said earlier, some great lessons there. But say yes and work it out later. It's a great quote. I like that because. It's pretty much saying yes to an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now here you are eight years in at the Dallas Mavericks uh, organization working with a, a team that could probably win plenty of chips. They've got a young list and a, and a, and a uh, owner in Mark Cuban who's just a superstar. Um, what is your greatest advice to all those out there listening that, you know, want to pursue their their dreams and their goals and their dream job? Absolutely. You know, I think that the – I think putting yourself in a position – you know, to be able to to do it, and it's an, you know, advice that I that I give the youth. Obviously, again, you know, a big part of of my role is you know, what am I doing today that's going to help me tomorrow? What am I doing today that's going to help my future? Uh, what am I doing today to help my future self? 
you know, and I mentioned earlier, for me growing up in Bendigo, um, as early as I could, um, I was involved in the community at camps, you know, running basketball stations, doing shooting drills uh, and being part of that, you know, the community space. And then, my goodness, and here I am, you know, 30-something years later, essentially doing the same thing in Dallas. It, it's, I mean, it, you, you're setting yourself up. You're giving yourself a chance. One thing I will mention, and this, this may help those who are interested in coming over um, as an athlete to play college basketball, and I, that I would encourage. Everybody can send a, a game film, you know, a box score, a highlight film. If you get a chance to come over, you've got to come over. You know, that's what helps tremendously. But even for yourself, Tommy, like you're over here, you get a chance to see it. I mean, you're probably not your first trip, I would imagine, but you're, now you're just taking all this in. And it's another, and you're at a probably a different stage of your life now where the reasons for being here and taking things in is so different than what it was 10 years ago. Mm. If you get a chance to come over, whether it be on a tour, whether it be on a, on a team that travels, and, and now you get a chance to meet. And those that do, and I, and I love part of what, what I do, we call it the Mavs experience, but many Australian groups come over. And they they move through, um, uh, through the country, but certainly make a stop here in Dallas. And when they do, and they reach out, we're going to give you a Mavs experience like no other. And and I love giving that back. I love sharing that. But the advice that I do give is that you're here. You've given yourself a chance to whatever that dream job may be is to put yourself in it. And uh, and that's and that was that was me. You know, I got a chance to do some uh, do some tours. Got noticed. Got recruited. Came to college. Got a chance to obviously stay on. Um, met my wife. Like it's all now. All of a sudden, it's all coming together. And um, but you know, it's the oh, this will never happen to me, or it's going to happen to someone else. Um, and one thing that I did when I was playing in Perth, which helped me tremendously, and I got advice on this particular book and documentary, was the secret. And, and, you know, that's the law of attraction, what you're thinking about, where you need to be, where you deserve to be, um, where you should be, and am I, am I where I'm meant to be? And honestly, now I look back now and answer that question that I just asked for myself is yes, like this is it. Like I am in a great spot, the game that I love and grew up playing, um, and now I get a chance to give it back within Dallas and, and for the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's you know, amazing. It is, it really is. But, um, but you never stop, you know, and, and I will mention this about um, never stopping. When I decided, I mentioned at 15, I decided that, you know, basketball's it and I want to play in the NBL. That took 12 years for that to happen. Yeah. It, it's, some don't last two months, some don't last two years. And I was pursuing that, staying with it, putting myself in a position um, with the ups and downs we spoke about. You just never know. But, um, yeah, just, you know, like I mentioned when I talked to the youth, you know, help your future self. Mm. Like start today, do something now that can, that can set you up for whatever it is you want to do and not look back and go, oh, you know. Yeah, it's Why a great advice. Why not me? Time ticks. I mean, he's done that ever. You were shooting hoops. Down at, down at, <laughs> you were hitting game winners, it feels like, probably yesterday. I know. Um, that's fantastic. I, I want to sneak one more in. You just pretty much said this is it. You, you know, you pinch yourself. This is the dream job. But do you have another goal? You know, you are in the you know, low 40s. There's plenty of life left. Mm-hmm. Is there another level to your um, career 
at Dallas um, yeah. or in the NBA or anything outside, mm -hmm. what is it? Is there a new goal that um, you know you'd like to reach, or you're very content with the one you're in at the moment? You know, I th sometimes uh, great question, and I think you know being content can sort of lead to um, you know just comfort zone. Mm. I'm good here. I'm fine. I don't. I mean, I I work hard, but am I working as hard as I could, or is this the direction I want to continue to go in? I think for me, um, you know, is is you know, whether it be, um, you know, we have the, the Texas Legends here locally in the G League, obviously the NBA, um, but really having a, a, you know, a good un I have a good understanding of the youth side and how that works. But, you know, I think for me, um, and that may not, that could be something that's, you know, that extra on the side just to learn and, and get involved in the professional side on the floor. Mm. Like I have a great understanding or an, an idea of what, what I get a chance to do daily and who I get a chance to do it with. Um, but, yeah, that piece of, you know, obviously having played but now coaching and what goes into the coaching, the managing side of, of professional athletes and and really, you know, looking into that a little bit I think would certainly interest me. So, um, you know, I'm in a position to be able to, to reach out with, you know, wonderful people around me that I can, you know, and resources that I can – touch base with, have a coffee with, find yeah. out a bit, bit about their journey and path and, you know, how that could potentially help me in the future. So Yeah, that's great. Well, as I said, your resume stacks up. Knowing someone that's actually played makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, we used to say like we had, you know, you'd have a couple of school teachers that come through yeah. and no disrespect, but if they'd played the game, it was a bit easier to relate because they understood, you know, yeah. especially film. Yeah, no, Because <laughs> um, yeah, it, it looks easy on film. So I think you'd have a great career. And Appreciate it. You're a very nice guy. So I think everyone would get along with you now, mate. You, uh, and I must say, you've come in here and you've you've brought in, um, you've brought some Mavs kit for me. I'd, I'd better show the, the yeah, camera yeah. this, the old school. And yeah, got the beanie looks as well. Looks good. Looks good. Got the beanie, Tommy Green will be jealous. There, uh, there you go. So I can't. Uh, you don't come on here empty-handed. What? Um, Rick's eyewear, okay. sunglass brand. I thought I'd uh, bring you in a gift. Thank um, you. Oh, that's amazing. The sun. Wow. I mean, the sun normally shines pretty much every day in Dallas, except for now because I'm probably here. But uh, <laughs> mate, they're the Marlin Champagne yes. Green Polarized. So throw them on. I will. As we round out, and we have a segment called Ricks and Retirement. Okay. Essentially, when you're uh, whenever you finish up or oh, cashed wow. up, you're, you're coaching the, the Mavericks uh, <laughs> later in life. Who knows? But um, cash isn't a problem. This is why I ask. You, you've probably traveled around Australia, America, mm -hmm. uh, and everywhere else. Where's the one place you'd take your Rick's eyewear with you, the Marlin champagnes, uh, and why with the family? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go back to my childhood, and that is uh, Torquay. Yes. Absolutely. We went to Torquay every summer. That was my childhood summer holiday memories and, and just loved every minute of it. And so, and I have not been back in it's decades. And even if I see a photo online or whatever have you, I'm like, I need talkie. It's pumping right I now. Need, I bet it is. <laughs> I need to get back. Um, so that's where I would definitely take uh, take my Rick's eyewear and uh, take the family. Oh, I love it, mate. Love it. That is brilliant. Well, when you're there, let me know because I'm not too far away. Love it. Benny, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, you've traveled here. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I'm only here for a short time, but mm -hmm. I'll be back. Um, and, yeah, if you're ever in town in Melbourne, hit us up. Will do. Uh, but, yeah, mate, all the best for the season. The boys 
just beat Phoenix on the road without Luca. So that, uh, I think the team's over 500. So it's going to be an amazing series to to watch this year. But yeah, mate, thank you so appreciate much for your you. time. Um, this one will go online. And uh, yep. yeah, re- very grateful for your time because I know you travel to me and to the boys in the uh, studio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Complexity Esports and Game Square and JK for setting us up. They've done well. Um, yeah, thanks, mate. Awesome. Tell me all the best to you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks, where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support. Speaking of support, our great mates, Milwaukee Tools. Without yours, we wouldn't be here. Milwaukee Outdoor Power Equipment gives you the power to clear, cut, and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. All right. Catch you on the next one.